Hi, my name is Jesse Myers, and today we'll be reading from Genesis 10 in our devotionals following through Genesis. Genesis 10. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphtha, and Togamah. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodahim. Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizarim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Sabah, Havilah, Sabatah, Ramaha, Sabt, and Sabtaka. The descendants of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehothon, Ira, Kala, and Resen, the greatest city located between Nineveh and Kala. Mizarim was the ancestor of the Luddites, Anamites, Lahabanites, Naphthulamites, Parshnuthnites, Kalshnites, and Kalphonites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archetites, Sinites, Arvanites, Zemeterites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north to Gerar in Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adamah, Zimbadon, and Lasha. These are the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the oldest brother of Japheth. Shem was also the, was the ancestor of all the descendants of Beer. The descendants of Shem were Alar, Ashur, Arphadexad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shalal, and Shalal was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division. For during his lifetime, the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almadad, Shelephah, Hazamarath, Jera, Haduram, Azul, Dikala, Obal, Abinalal, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All of these were the descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Safar and the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. Whew! That is 
an incredibly tough passage to get through. First off, the names are almost impossible to pronounce correctly, and you heard me struggling through them. But what I want to tackle right now is what this passage is trying to tell us. Genesis 10 is known as the Table of Nations. It's a genealogy of both people and tribal names, along with names that are real and names that are symbolic or representative of myths or legends of people who believe to be related to these people groups. Normally, most of us might just skip over a long list like this. It feels unimportant, it feels lengthy, and really, what does it have to do with me? Without sounding too harsh, this is a bad way to approach scripture. It was not written to us. It certainly is for us and can be incredibly helpful in understanding things about ourselves and our God. But we are not the target audience. The target audience of Genesis is ancient Israelites, wrestling with who they are amongst the Babylonian exile of the 500s BC or on their return to Jerusalem after its destruction. Americans in the year 2020 were not the target audience. So our first step in understanding this passage is establishing that we do not have an adequate context to ever fully understand what's going on here. After that, we can take the next step. Anything weird, confusing, or normally skipped in the Bible is usually very, very important. I believe Genesis 10 falls into that category. We, of course, have just come out of the story of Noah, a thrilling tale of floods and evil, and it ends with this weird story of drunkenness. Now we get a list of a bunch of names, and I'll do the counting for you so you don't have to, but it ends with a list of 70 groups. Of course, this isn't every group in the world. It's not every person. It's the tribal groups associated with the ancient Near East at the time of Israel. That makes sense. In this listing, Japheth has seven sons, of which we have two singled out in having a listing under them, giving us 14 for Japheth. Ham has 30 descendants and Shem 26, which lands us at 70. You might be wondering, 70? So what? And that's valid. But to the Canaanites, who were one of the main groups of people surrounding Israel at this time, they believed that their high god named El and his wife had... You guessed it, 70 sons. And at this point in religious history, most nations believed that they had a god watching over them. Each nation had their own god. This is why it makes sense that our god, the father called Lord or Yahweh in the Old Testament, is called the god of Israel. Canaan had El, Babylon had Marduk, and Egypt had Ra. These 70 nations listed then fall under the 70 sons of El, which can be translated just as God. Now, sons of God doesn't mean Jesus had 70 heavenly brothers doing things for other nations. The Hebrew phrase son of means belonging to the order of. These were other spiritual beings delegated by the Father at creation to reign over creation with him, just like man in Genesis 1 and 2. But as we can see, rebellion and disobedience happened. Deuteronomy 4, 19-20 tells us about how the sun, moon, and stars, the host of heaven as they're called, are not to be bowed to or served, indicating that people believed these things to be former forms of gods, lesser spiritual beings meant to serve the one God, Yahweh. In Deuteronomy 32, verses 8 and 9, we read this, When the Most High appointed the nations at his dividing up of the sons of humankind, He fixed the boundaries of all the peoples according to the numbers of the sons of God. For Yahweh's portion was his people, 
Jacob, or Israel, was the share of his inheritance. Genesis 10 in the Table of Nations establishes that all the other tribes and peoples who were given to other gods and other spiritual beings because Yahweh had chosen Israel for his, and he divided up the others with the other spiritual beings. In, this, in the next half of Genesis, which is chapters 12 to the end of the story, we read the story of God choosing his people under Abraham. But right here, we get a list of the inheritance of the other sons of God, the other spiritual beings who will rule their nations respectively. But Israel, Israel isn't listed here. You'll notice that Abraham's name is never mentioned. And that's because this list isn't about Israel. It's about the fact that God divided up the others so he could choose Israel. The people of Israel are God's chosen people. Israel is his. And through Israel, he decides to bless the nations. Amongst this, think to yourself how that could apply to you. And if it doesn't, that is totally okay. Sometimes scripture doesn't apply to us directly like that. But meditate, ponder, and chew on the fact that God chose one specific people group for himself. And that through that group, we have the Savior, Jesus. And that through choosing one person, he blessed the whole world and saved everyone. What is God saying to you? And as you think on that, consider what you could maybe do in response to that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for choosing us as an extension of your choosing of Israel and Abraham and the people and eventually Jesus. Through Jesus, we are chosen and we are sons of you and daughters. We're chosen children beloved by you. I pray that today we can respond to what we've read and that we can think deeper on your word. And maybe instead of skipping over things, we can mull it over and ask curious questions, looking for more of who you are and more of your character shown to us through the scriptures. In your name, amen.